Amen. Let's take our Bibles and we're going to go to uh, the book of uh, James in chapter number uh, four and also be looking at some things. Chapter number three, maybe chapter number two, who knows? Uh, this is a, a note that Brother uh, Pastor Stiff, Greg and Mrs. Stiff uh, up in Arlington have COVID and I know she had put out a prayer request about that, uh, about that yesterday and, and uh, so be praying for them as well. And uh, just a lot of, a lot of preachers uh, in things uh, that uh, have been getting it. Uh, and uh, I'm thankful I haven't got it. I've been licking doorknobs trying to get it and, uh, you know, just get it. Yeah, I want to get it over with, and, and, uh, but I just haven't been able to get it uh, all this time and haven't been wearing my mask and, and everything else. But, uh, but uh, I know it's a serious thing, uh, but, uh, but be praying for them and all these other preachers as well. We're going to continue uh, with our thoughts from this morning from uh, James chapter number 4. And again, the book of James, it's just a, a few short chapters, and uh, I encourage you to get in there and read them. Uh, and uh, it's one of my, uh, my favorite books. i got a lot of favorite books in the Bible, but, uh, but James is one of them uh, because it deals a lot with faith and prayer, um, our life in general, our perspective uh, on life, uh, in that it is short, uh, and uh, and really because of its shortness, uh, we really don't have time uh, to be messing around. Uh, and the Lord could come back uh, and any time. Uh, I hope that He does. Uh, but will we be ready? Will we have uh, lived a life uh, that we regret as we stand before God, uh, wishing that we? Uh, would have started uh, doing the things that we had committed to the Lord or um, regret that we hadn't fulfilled uh, the vows and promises that we've made to Him. Uh, and I just don't want to live a life of regret. And I don't want to stand before God having regretted uh, the things that, uh, or the life that I had lived. And, and so he gives, James gives us much insight into uh, the, uh, the lust of the flesh and how we combat that. Uh, the fact that that um, our fleshly pride uh, is what uh, causes wars and fightings amongst each other, uh, but it's also at the root of the war that we have within ourselves, uh, between the flesh and the spirit, uh, that, uh, uh, that we struggle with. Once you get, once you get saved, uh, there is a, a battle that ensues after that, uh, with the things we want to do, we don't do them. Things we don't want to do, we, uh, we do those. And, uh, and the spirit is willing, uh, but, the, but the flesh uh, itself uh, is weak. And uh, so, uh, so James has just a, a lot of great things uh, that deal uh, with that. Uh, and then we'll begin reading again in, in chapter number 4 and verse number 1. And then I said tonight we'll uh, go through uh, the list of things. There were 10 things altogether. We might, not mention, we might not go through every single one of them. We spent more time uh, on the submit part uh, this morning because that's really uh, where it all begins. If we don't submit ourselves to the Lord, uh, the rest of that stuff doesn't come with. I was just wondering uh, tonight, you know, having uh, announced that we'd be going through that list tonight, uh, who would come, who wouldn't come. Uh, and, uh, you know, but here's the deal. Uh, you know, we can, we can skip out and miss the list at church. Uh, maybe not look it up online when it gets on there. I'm thankful, uh, and, and uh, Hunter's been putting uh, the uh, sermons back up on the website. I think he said he's got one more month uh, to go, and it'll all be caught up, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Now, by the way, I'm thankful for everybody who steps in and works and labors and uh, plays the piano and, uh, and all of that. Uh, it's, uh, there's just a lot of work that goes into uh, the services and the things around here. But he says this 
uh, in verse number 1, uh, chapter number 4, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be friend of the world is the enemy of God. And do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy. By the way, that's spirit, little s, your spirit, uh, deals a lot with our mind, uh, how we think. Uh, we, if, if we have a good spirit or a bad spirit uh, about us, uh, the Bible has a lot to say uh, about that. But our, the spirit that dwells in us, uh, in, it, it, it lusts to envy. We, we constantly have to beat back uh, that flesh, uh, the old man, uh, to, to keep him in check, to put our bodies under subjection, to put off the old man and his deeds, uh, and it is a constant battle. Uh, you will never stop doing it, by the way, uh, until uh, till you see the Lord as he is, till you receive a glorified body. It's just going to be happening. Uh, but you should be aware that it's there. Uh, and to ignore the fact that, you, that there is that war uh, in, that to engage in, uh, I think as Christians, uh, we're remiss. Uh, in, in doing so, in, but there's a lot of uh, pastors and churches, uh, Christians, uh, that, uh, that ignore it, uh, act like it's not there, but it is there, uh, and it is an a, a ugly battle uh, that, uh, that, uh, that we, we wage uh, within our flesh, in our spirit. Uh, but then we have the wonderful news in verse number 6, but he giveth more grace. Uh, and uh, so we focused on uh, that grace this morning, uh, and, uh, and God resists the proud, and He gives grace to the humble. So tonight, if you can think about, uh, in, a, in one respect, uh, the gravity of grace. Uh, there's a new, uh, whenever I see um, uh, new coffee shops that Christians can go to, uh, popping up in our area, I saw one out in Fredericton called uh, Gravity Coffee. I've not been to it yet. How many of you tried that? And uh, I, saw, I saw that the other day, uh, and I thought, that's what grace is like. It's like gravity, uh, and it flows downward from God. Uh, he, the Bible says in Proverbs, in fact, turn there real quick, in Proverbs chapter number 3, in verse number 34, which is, is really a, a verse kind of what James is referring to uh, as he is writing uh, to the New Testament Christians, helping them uh, to know that uh, they're, they're co- to continue and they're to get along and they're supposed to uh, uh, fight the flesh. Uh, in, in Proverbs 3, verse 34, the Bible says, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. So grace flows down from God, not upward, but downward to those who are lowly. Um, he's talking to Christians who are fighting. Uh, he's talking to Christians that are fighting within themselves uh, and, and knowing full well that uh, it's only by pride that comes contention. So pride's at the root uh, of, of pretty much all of our sin, if you think about it. Uh, you're mad at somebody, your pride's been offended. You don't, uh, you know, it's just on and on and on. Uh, we, uh, we love uh, ourselves. Uh, and, uh, and, and God, knowing that, uh, instructs us to love others uh, like we love ourselves. And he gives grace it flows downward uh, to the lowly. He gives grace to the humble. So um, I don't know about you, uh, but 
I want more grace. Uh, and God says he gives grace to the lowly and to the humble. Uh, and uh, I think of that, uh, that song, Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble uh, when you're perfect in every way. Uh, you know, we think pretty highly of ourselves, don't we? Uh, and, uh, and so we know that God gives grace to the humble, uh, but we all struggle with humility. Um, you say, well, I don't struggle with humility. Uh, and uh, in fact, if, uh, if you could win an award for humility, I'd probably win it. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we know. Uh, so uh, so we, we, uh, you might not think you struggle with humility, but you do. And by the way, even people uh, who uh, in today's vernacular and life and whatever, um, you know, self-esteem and they, they, they struggle with, uh, with self-image or all, all these different factors, um, you know, the Bible says no man ever hated his own flesh. Okay? So as much as that is present and prevalent, uh, a lot of what is involved with that, I'm not a psychologist, I don't pretend to be one, uh, but I know there's a spiritual problem connected to all of that. And part of uh, the, uh, that issue is uh, wanting other people to reassure uh, and uh, that they, in fact, they want affirmation. Uh, about the fact that they aren't. And so since no man hates his own flesh, when somebody says to me, I just hate myself, um, uh, I'll be compassionate and try to help, but I know I believe the Bible more than I believe you. And so, so I'm not going to go, no, you don't. And then you go, yes, I do. Uh, uh, no, you don't. And engage in that battle. All right. But, uh, but we've got to remember uh, that uh, we, uh, we get into those places a lot of times discouraged and depressed uh, because we just don't think life should be going that way. If after, after all, um, does life know who I am? Uh, and, uh, and on and on and on. We uh, were discouraged because of uh, oftentimes our pride and our selfishness. So um, I, I, if, if God's to give more grace, he gives it to the lowly and gives it to the humble. All right. I get that. I understand it. I read that in the Bible. So how do I get more humble? Uh, and, uh, but, but I, but I never, I never ask God for humility. I just don't. Um, because, because when God gives you humility, he gives it to you in ways that are oftentimes not comfortable, uh, in ways that you don't want. And so I know that I'm to be, want more grace and I know it comes through humility, uh, but I would rather, much rather get humility myself than to be taught humility. Uh, and uh, we've all had times where, uh, where we've been humbled uh, by another person uh, in recent or uh, things that happen. Uh, I was explaining uh, the other night, uh, one of the uh, folks were out at the Goodman's and someone said, well, the boys, the kids said that you're pretty good at basketball. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, well, I, I just played basketball recently. And I said, you know, uh, like, like the old guy or whatever who starts to fall and he, like, he falls for like 20 yards uh, before he finally falls. I said, that's me. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, playing with them kids and doing that. And several times for no reason, nobody tripped me. Nobody was around me. And I just hit the deck. Uh, and, uh, and it was humbling uh, for me. Uh, in my mind, I think I can do all of it. Uh, but my body uh, uh, humbles my mind uh, in those moments. So we've all had, perhaps, uh, I'm admitting that I've had those. Uh, hopefully, you would admit that you've had those experiences uh, as well. Uh, and it's never fun. So how do I get humility without God doing it? 
uh, and humbling me uh, through my stubbornness and rebelliousness, etc., uh, because I want more grace. Who doesn't want more grace? Uh, so God gives us the answer, and he tells us really several ways, ten things. There's ten words in there uh, that describe what you do. Uh, and, uh, and again, never let another Christian who's not walking with God tell you uh, that you doing things is legalistic. Um, they don't understand it. They don't understand the word. They, they, it is, it, it, they're parroting what they've heard. Uh, it's, an, it's a word that uh, whatever they're thinking we are, they need to pick a different word because that's not the right word uh, because God tells us to do things. He says, I want uh, humility uh, and more grace. Uh, I've got to do some things. And the first thing was submitting myself to God. I can either submit myself to the Lord or, or he can subject me. Uh, he can do anything that he wants. He owns me. Uh, he's my God. When I got saved, Jesus became my Lord and Savior, uh, and he needs to have the preeminence uh, in our life. And so we, we spent time this morning talking more about submitting ourselves uh, and that it's our reasonable service. Uh, it is a, an act of the will. Uh, it is to subject ourselves to God's law uh, in obedience to Him. And, and we didn't get into it, uh, but also an acceptance uh, of the divine providences of God. When we, when we submit to God, uh, we submit to Him in salvation. We, we, uh, we don't trust in our own righteousness, uh, but in His righteousness. And it's not the righteousness of man. Uh, it's His saving grace. It is His plan. Uh, we, can't, we can't argue with it uh, and elevate. We subject ourselves. We obey the gospel is what the Bible tells us. And then beyond that, there's obedience to God's law. Not the Old Testament law, but God's law. That's His word. So when we submit ourselves to Him, uh, it is, it's, I, it's owning up to or acknowledging the fact uh, that we belong to Him. It, we've been uh, created by Him. We are redeemed by Him, bought with a price. Subject, uh, we are His willing subject. We're bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and we present ourselves in that way, and it's our reasonable service. But then I've got to obey. The Bible says, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Uh, so it's a submission also to the law of God, an acceptance of the providences of God, uh, what He has ordained in our life. So in submitting to Him, uh, it's a submission to uh, when God uh, allows for things, ordains things in our life. Uh, like, you think about the, the pandemic, um, you know, uh, there's no surprise to God. No matter its origins, no matter all the theories and uh, issues and problems that people talk about on all, all the scopes, God's not surprised, and God has a plan in and through it. Uh, and uh, for us individually as Christians, God has something for me. And I, I, I don't know in, the, uh, in, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts than our thoughts. Uh, we, we do uh, ourselves a disservice when we try to, uh, to think uh, that we've got God all figured out. Um, so, so to trust in Him, and to, I'm in submission to God, uh, in and through the providences, the things that He gives me, good or bad. Uh, and that's submission. It's an acceptance of it. And I mentioned it, it's, it's silly for us to complain because it's not going to do anything. Uh, but it's also wrong for us to complain because God says for us to do all things uh, without murmurings and contentions. Uh, we're to have a good spirit about those things. 
But that was, uh, in submission, the positive side of the first two things that God gives us. There's a positive and a negative. The negative of it is the resisting the devil. We won't go to, to Ephesians chapter number 6 uh, and look at the armor of God, uh, but I do encourage you to, to read that. Uh, we are uh, to resist. That word resist means to stand against or to oppose. It's a strong opposition to uh, the devil. It isn't passive-aggressive. It isn't, um, you, know, you know, walking. We think walking circumspectly because our adversary is a roaring lion, you know, uh, having eyes in the back, uh, the back of our head. Uh, and uh, I, I get a little bit, I told you, I get a little bit, uh, 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 you know, nervous about stuff in traffic. And today we had a visitor, uh, Brian, uh, was here last week and, and then today and he's in a, 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 a motorized wheelchair. Uh, and I, I visited him yesterday. Uh, and uh, to let them know uh, that we had another restroom in the back that he could drive in with this thing. And so when they got here, they're like, hey, could you show us? And so I said, follow me. And so down the hall we, we went. I got, and it's like, I'm like, don't run me over. <laughs> you know? uh, he's like, follow me down. Uh, uh, people driving stuff behind me makes me nervous. Uh, and, uh, and so, I don't know why I told you all that. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, uh, it's, um, uh, it's, not a, it's, it's an aggressive, strong stand, not passive, not worried, reactionary. It is going after. And so we think walking circumspectly uh, and, and doing like that, God has just told us to be on the lookout for. Um, but resisting the devil uh, is proactive. Uh, it is opposition too. Uh, I know that uh, preachers say, you know, don't pick fights with the devil uh, and all those, that type of, uh, of thing. And I understand that, uh, you know, application. Um, but uh, they say, well, you're no match for the devil. You like, let God do it and, uh, uh, and just resist and he'll flee. Uh, but it's to stand up against. It's, 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 it's get thee behind me, Satan. Um, uh, you know, where you're acknowledging uh, and uh, that, you get, that um, he can't win. Uh, he's, the devil is mortally wounded uh, in the spiritual realm in the sense that God's already won the battle. Uh, and, uh, and, and in the end, what happens to the devil? He gets bound up, cast in the lake of fire. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we know uh, that the devil's a loser, uh, but we got to resist him. So the positive side is, is, to, uh, is to submit ourselves to God, but then to resist the devil and he will flee. Uh, that's what we're just supposed to do. And so if I want to if I wanna walk with God and I want revival in my life and I want my prayers answered and I want more grace and humility, I've got to submit myself to God and resist the devil. Those are things I'm supposed to do, not things I'm supposed to be. Uh, and I'm thankful that I'm saved, but, uh, and I've, uh, God has brought me nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ, but there's a nearer nearness uh, that, uh, that he says that we can have uh, if we only do these things. And so what's the next thing? It's draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh uh, unto you. Uh, so, so we mentioned that this morning, where we, are, we can be as close to God as we want to be, draw nigh to him, uh, and he'll, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. We know we've been reading through Psalms. He is our shield and buckler. He's our, uh, our present help in time of need. Uh, and he's always there for us. Uh, he puts us in high places. I like that. It's like he, he puts us out of reach. Uh, and that's the God that we serve. So if I want to be close to him, I draw nigh to him. 
Uh, and when we draw nigh to him, nearness is likeness. I become like Christ. I, I get to know him better. I'm communing uh, with the Lord. Then my prayers get answered. Uh, my prayers are heard and answered. His ears incline. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's God says, then I will hear. Uh, he, he goes on in those verses that his eyes and ears uh, will be attentive to the prayers that are made in that place, talking about uh, the temple that was being built uh, as they dedicated that and God gave them that challenge. It's the same way. Uh, I've described it as is when we pray at Berean Baptist Church, uh, humble prayers to God uh, and, uh, in uh, humility uh, and prayed up where our sins are confessed, uh, and uh, in doing what God says, uh, then, then God gives us his attention, full attention. Now, God always sees and hears, uh, but it's just like a different thing. It's kind of, I imagine God, like, uh, let's say there's a bunch of churches uh, and uh, people are praying and uh, pe- people that aren't Baptist, they pray and God hears them, right? If they're Christians, they love God. They might not agree, but, uh, but we know that there's people that love Jesus uh, and don't go to Berean Baptist Church. Can we all say amen? Uh, and uh, so, so not everybody that's saved is a Baptist. Uh, not everybody that's right with God, but per se, uh, go to Berean Baptist Church. Uh, but I would, I just imagine there'd be in several churches, let's say in Puyallup, uh, and uh, and when we are getting ready for a revival, uh, we're 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 confessing sin, we're getting things right, and humbling ourselves before God. And I just imagine God, He's just doing, He's just kind of doing stuff, and the, all the things that God does, and He just kind of goes. You know, is 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 eyes and ears and heart are attentive. Uh, it's like it's like they he it's like we get God's attention that way, uh, and that all comes from things that we do in our spirit, uh, yes, but also that we do um, externally, which gets us into uh, these next couple of things. So there is a um, uh, two things that are mentioned. One is external, and one is internal. All right. The first one, uh, when he's talking about sanctifying ourselves, uh, and uh, he says, he deals with the hands. And these are the, my, my points, the four points, I guess, uh, for tonight. The, the sanctifying part uh, of our humbling ourselves before God uh, is, to, the Bible says, cleanse ye hands, your hands, ye sinners. I was thinking about starting out the message tonight. All right, you adulterers and adulteresses, uh, you sinners, and, uh, and, uh, and on and on, because that's really what James is doing in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and he says, you cleanse your hands. Uh, that cleansing your hands uh, deals with, uh, of course, has to do with our actions, has to do with our conduct. Uh, it's if we want God's blessings and if we want the fellowship of God, uh, his presence draw nigh to him, uh, we, we, we want gr- the grace of God, the, un- the, the, the favor of God on our life. He gives more grace. So I, I, you know, I don't know about that, Pastor Reno. I got saved and I got grace. And, uh, and just, because you, just because you submit yourself and resist and draw nigh and cleanse and pray and seek his face doesn't mean that you're going to get more grace than I got. Uh, well, um, does it? Because the Bible says he gives more, and then he says who he gives more grace to. And so I want that. I'm going to run down this list. There's an external thing. So when somebody says, God's not concerned about what's on the outside, he's only concerned with what's on the inside, uh, is, is not uh, a very wise statement. And it's one that's not supported 
in the scripture. In fact, it says man looks on the outward appearance and God looks at the heart. Uh, but hello, um, the outward appearance is still there. Uh, and by the way, God, God looks at all of that. He looks at the outside and the inside. And he tells us what's on the outside comes from the inside. What comes out of our mouth comes from our heart. Uh, and so it's all connected. We can't ignore that. He's, he says, you know, we're like whited sepulchers full of dead man's bones. Uh, he talks about uh, plates uh, that, that uh, you know, or vessels that are clean on the outside but dirty on the inside. Uh, he said, clean up the inside. Uh, and when we clean up the inside, the outside's cleaner too. So there's an external part of our humbling ourselves. It's cleansing our hands, uh, uh, ye sinners, uh, making sure that uh, we're obeying. It's, it's cleaning up our act. It's cleaning up our life. Uh, it's putting off the old man and his deeds. And there are lists of them in the Bible that God says, this is stuff that Christians shouldn't do. Uh, so we identify what those are and, are and we don't do them. Then over here, there's the, that's the putting off. Then there's the putting on. Here are things that Christians should do. Here are the virtues that a Christian should have. Here are the fruits that a Christian should have. Here's how a Christian should think. Here's how a Christian should speak. Uh, here's where a Christian should go. Uh, and they're all in the Bible. And I'm thankful that they're in there. And the word of, uh, in his commandments are not grievous. We should never look at the Bible and go, oh, great, there's just more stuff I got to do. And so like when I said, hey, there's a list of 10 things we're supposed to do, there's a lot of Christians that go, oh, more stuff to do. Uh, that God, well, you want more grace? Yes. Um, then you got to do these things. Uh, and uh, it, it's just, it's, there's a command uh, and there's a promise attached uh, to those, those commands, but you've got to do the command. God just, he says, all right, you know, humble yourself. Uh, and then in due time, you'll be exalted. You go, well, you know, I kind of really like the exalted part, uh, but I'm really not down with the humbled part. So God, you're just going to have to give me the exalted part without the humility. It doesn't work. You don't get exalted. He doesn't lift you up. Uh, he, he lets you, in many respects, the Bible describes as just, uh, uh, you know, have and experience the fruit uh, of our own ways. And, uh, and we don't want, so there's an external part, the cleansing. Then there's an internal part. Purify ye hearts, ye double-minded. Now, remember in the Beatitudes, the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, uh, and uh, for they shall uh, see the kingdom of God or inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, we, we read about in, uh, in the Gospels uh, that we're to have a single eye. Uh, and uh, talking about, um, that's where this, this comes from, this, the pure of hearts uh, is not... Not being, he's saying, you're double-minded. You've got to purify. You've got to, uh, you've got to uh, uh, have the right affections. Your affections need to be in the right place. They need to be sincere. Uh, not, you can't speak out of both sides of your mouth. Uh, and he had just addressed that uh, earlier in the, in the chapter 3. Uh, he said, out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursings. And my brethren, these things ought not so to be. Uh, doth the fountain... Send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter. Get a fig tree, my brethren. Bear olive berries, etc., etc. Uh, and uh, he's saying, don't have strife and envies and contentions and, uh, and have wisdom that comes from above that's not from uh, the earth. And he says, you've got to have a single mind about this. You've got to purify your hearts. You, cleanse, you clean the outside, uh, and then internally you make sure that you have uh, the right spirit, the right motives, uh, and that's how you get humility. You take, some, you take a, an inventory of, 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 of what you're doing, but why you're doing it. What are my intentions? We know that God looks at that. He hears, he hears, he hears our thoughts. 
Uh, and the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And sometimes the thoughts and intents of our hearts are not things that would please God. So if I want more grace and more humility, I want God, I want God to give me revival. I want God to do a work in my life, uh, and I want to serve God and draw close to Him. Uh, and how do I do that? Uh, I, I do these things that are listed right here in James chapter number 4. So there's an external dealing with the hands, and then an internal aspect of dealing with our hearts. So fellowship with God demands loyal love to God in obedience to Him. Uh, and, and again, we mentioned, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, you read in First uh, John uh, many verses about uh, this, this love of the world and the love of the Father not being in us. Uh, to say we love God and not to obey Him, uh, that love comes into question. Uh, and so, uh, hands and hearts. And then he says this in verse number 9. Uh, and we're almost done. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Uh, so uh, dealing with heaviness uh, there, uh, is, it's, this is not a command uh, to be morbid uh, and have a, you know, a, a, sour, you know, a sour disposition. Uh, and uh, I've heard uh, Southern preachers talk about persimmons, and it's like, it looks like you've been uh, sucking on persimmons, uh, and uh, just sour, and, uh, and, uh, and just, you know, sad all the time. Uh, the, our countenance doesn't line up with, you know, when we sing, and again, we do it all the time uh, as the song leaders, and, uh, and we're, we're supposed to be worshiping God, we're singing songs about being happy, and we, we look like we're not happy. And, and as long as I've been saved, song leaders have been begging Christians to smile when we sing in song services. Um, just, just touched, moved by the words. That, so as you're thinking about those songs and, uh, and, uh, and listen to that, it should, it should uh, you know, uh, our hearts and our, our affect, all those things should line up. Uh, they should bless us. And, you know, uh, and, and we're so dry and so um, not uh, happy. Uh, when we sing, that when somebody else gets blessed and they let, let everybody know, you're like, everybody just kind of jumps like, whoa, weirdos, uh, you know, uh, and uh, it, it's like we look at people who are actually doing what they're supposed to do in worship like they're bad, uh, when the other thing is, is, is what we're supposed to be doing. If we're singing the song, there should be people like, like praise God. Amen. Right in the middle of praise the Lord. Uh, and, uh, and again, you know, we've had, we've had people uh, and, uh, that have come here and, and, and had no problem doing that. And, say, and, uh, and, uh, and still people are like, well, you know, I thought this was a non-charismatic church. I'm like, really? Uh, and uh, somebody, somebody enjoys uh, the worship uh, and, the, and, the, and the song and we just can't, we can't be doing that. Uh, we, can't, we can't smile uh, and, uh, you know, I, I kid Miss Janice about uh, cutting a rug when she sings. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, you can, you know, think what you want about all that kind of stuff and, uh, and how people sing and uh, deportment or if they move or if they hold a microphone, all this. Uh, and, uh, but uh, there's one thing I know about Janice is that she loves the Lord. Uh, and she thinks, about all, she thinks about her songs that she sings uh, for weeks 
uh, and it's like front of her mind, and she talks about it. She says, hey, Pastor, I'm going to sing this song, and she'll tell me this and how, it, how it's helped her, and on and on and on and on. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, I'd much rather have Janice sing uh, and, uh, with that type of spirit and knowing what comes behind it than a lot of people uh, that, that would sing. And that's how God wants us to be. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, hers, she's not like, you know, uh, 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 you know, affected by the music in that way, uh, uh, as we think of a fleshly, you know, type of a thing. Uh, but there's parts of music that, that does that. You know, my, I've, I've been watching my grandbabies dance. And ain't nobody taught them to dance. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, uh, Bluey comes on or this little light of mine or whatever it is. And them kids just start to move in, uh, because that's what music does. So to say music... It, you know, lyrics aside is amoral, you're wrong, uh, it affects you. Uh, and uh, that's why they don't play classical music at the gym. Uh, and because uh, you'd be dropping weights on your head. Uh, you'd listen to classical music when you're digesting your dinner, uh, uh, not when you're bench pressing, uh, you know, 300 pounds or whatever. Uh, and so anyways, music, music uh, will help you and it'll hurt you too. Uh, and uh, so, it, so this is not... A, a, a verse, you know, there's probably Christians that have like lived verse number nine their whole life uh, and uh, afflicted and mournful uh, and uh, in weeping. They've turned their laughter uh, into mourning and joy to heaviness. Blessed be they that mourn. Uh, and, uh, and so no smiling for me. No joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I mean, there is, but you won't know it. Uh, and uh, like, they're, like they're obeying the scripture. But, but that's not what it means. Uh, it's talking about being mournful over sin. It's souring over our own sin. It's, it's, it's hating uh, sin. Uh, and so the presence of God will not tolerate sin. So he tells us that's, what we, that's the disposition that we need to have. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's not giving glory to the devil. It's not glorifying sin. It's not, uh, it's not laughing uh, at sin like it is funny. It ought, to, it ought to break our heart. I talked with somebody today uh, about, uh, about sin, not their own sin, but something that, uh, that they're having uh, to deal with uh, and just weeping and, uh, and this very tough uh, thing to deal with. But that's, that, should be our, that should be our attitude. It's terrible. My sin is terrible. I hate it. Uh, and I know God hates it, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and I, I want grace in my life, so I'm to, I'm to clean, clean everything up, and I'm to have the right heart uh, in me, uh, and, uh, and then I've got to change my attitude about it. Well, it's just a day that we live. No, 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 no. It's wrong. Sin. It's resisting. It's opposition. It's standing up. It's like, well, that's their life, and it's their choice. No, 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 no. Um, it's it God says uh, and uh, well you know uh, you know the, the abortion stuff is all in the news and uh, you know and uh, and everything else recently and uh, and you know you're on the right side of that I just saw today uh, Portland uh, is is uh, is is they're taking a stand and they're not allowing any travel into Texas or out of Texas not buying goods from Texas uh, and uh, and the, the the satanic temple uh, is they're standing up against Texas. You know you're on the right side of an issue uh, when you're not on Portland side and the Satanic Temple side. And, uh, and, uh, and here's the thing. They'll stand up and go, that's not right, and on and on and on. And then Christians, just, they just cower back into the background uh, and, and then just wait for it all to go away. 
And that's not what God wants. I'm not saying you go and chain yourself to an abortion clinic or, you know, or, or lay down on a, on, a, on a freeway overpass and uh, those types of things. I don't think it's right to graffiti stuff on buildings and, and et cetera, uh, but we ought to stand for and oppose it. And when somebody says to you, well, you know, I just, you know, and on it, no, it isn't, it's wrong. Well, what about this? Nope, it's wrong. Uh, well, what about now that situational ethics? It's wrong. And, and, and take a stand. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and you mourn over that. Um, one of the things that came out of the news uh, about that, uh, uh, the abortion stuff, is they get on there and it said, in a somber way, 4, 000, on average, 4,000 in nine abortions every day in Texas can no longer be done under the existing law. Like they think it's a bad thing. But think about that. How depraved that mindset is. That we're, they're, they're mourning over the fact that 4,000 women couldn't kill their babies. And, uh, and, and, and we, just, we just like, you know, just do our thing. And, we, and we, don't, we don't mourn over that. That to me was like, you know, I know I, I hear statistics all the time about how many babies are killed each year and all that. And it's, and it's a sad thing. Uh, but to watch people go like, you know, and then uh, Uber and Lyft and everybody, oh, we'll pay for it and, and on and on. And we'll pay the fines. And, uh, and, and it's just uh, the, the, the world that we live in is dark and it's sinful and it's wicked. And it ought to break our hearts and we ought to mourn over it. We ought to hate it. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't mean you all got to go out and join Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, some of you know who they are. Uh, but, but, but you ought to hate it. Uh, and, uh, and, you, and you ought to let people know, you know what, I, you know, I love you, but I hate your sin. And God hates it. Uh, and, uh, and the God that you're talking about, uh, that you say is all loving and accepting, is not. That's not the God of the Bible. And you need to repent and get it right. Uh, and, uh, and, and thus saith the Lord. And you say, I don't know if I can do that. Then you're gonna, you're gonna, your reservoir of grace is not going to get filled up. Because, because, because God attaches uh, this submission to Him and obedience to Him and, clean, and cleaning up our lives and, and hate and sin uh, as, as, as being that, that Christian who does that uh, is a vessel that I can put more grace in. And it flows, the gravity, it flows downward, the lowly uh, and the humble. And we need to hate the things that God hates and love the things that God loves. And we need to turn our mourning, uh, our joy uh, into heaviness. And then last is humble, verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, uh, and he will lift you up. So uh, it's, it's me doing it. It's you doing it. It's, it's, uh, it's the required attitude for divine blessings. So there, there has to be a basement of myself um, before God if I'm going to have fellowship with God. Uh, again, we're, we're, we are too irreverent uh, in our approach to God, uh, and uh, he is a friend. That sticks closer than a brother, but he's but he's but he's not your buddy. He's your God, uh, and uh, and and we need to humble ourselves. Uh, you know, I, I we I talk about singing and being happy and how it's like pulling teeth and uh, with Christians, but so are invitations because Christians don't they cannot be bothered to step out of their seat and walk up and kneel before an Almighty God at an altar. They won't humble themselves. It has nothing to do with, your, you know, if I kneel down, Pastor, I can't get up. Well, if, if you're there long enough, somebody will help you up. Uh, you know, don't worry, you'll get back to your seat. 
but we're just, we just don't. We don't our, our posturing in prayer is more irreverent than, than I, well, the Bible says pray with, without ceasing and watch and pray. I know all those different things. But when's the last time you got on your face before God, let alone your knees at an altar, but laying out uh, prostrate uh, and uh, at his feet uh, in your face down to God, uh, you're on the floor and you're praying with so much fervency that you're afraid to look up because it, like, it feels like God be, is, is standing right there. When's the last time you prayed like that? Um, we, you know, it's just kind of like, we're, you know, uh, you, pray for, you pray for a meal at the restaurant. You make sure nobody's looking. Now don't do it too loud. Somebody gets up and, and prays and gets everybody's attention. You're embarrassed. Uh, and, um, I mean, who do we serve and why are we here? And so if we want God to bless Berean Baptist Church, um, we need a bunch of people to do these things, to, to just get before God and, and submit ourselves and, and, and clean up our act uh, and purify our hearts, getting on the right page, draw nigh to God. Uh, God says he'll draw nigh. Uh, and you say, I've, I've just, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've prayed for revival all these years and I've never felt it. It's, 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 it's less about feeling it you know, than it is, you know, being in it, doing it. Uh, it's, it's when you do the, God says he will, he will come. That's his promise. Draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Uh, and uh, it's like, man, that sounds pretty good to me. I want that. I want more grace. I want God's hand on my life. Uh, and uh, in, 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 uh, as much as God loves us and would want to do that, uh, in our lives without us participating. He has given us so much in his word that says, here's, here's, here's the deal. Um, I'll bless you. Uh, and I want to bless you. But you got you to do these things. That's what I require. Uh, and, and we can't negotiate those things. We can't believe them away. We can't find a church that doesn't mention them. And then, and then feel like we're off the hook. Um, we, need, we need church after church after church. You know, again, my brothers, my brothers, my brother, my brethren, but every once in a while, and probably more than we would like to admit, uh, you adulterers and adulteresses, you sinners, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and on and on, uh, you got to get right. And if you get right, God will bless you. I say, well, that's, that's not what Joel Osteen says. I know that's not what Joel Osteen, Osteen says. Uh, and uh, and uh, because that type of preaching doesn't sell books, um, but but it, it does uh, make solid Christians if we if we read it, believe it, and do it. And that's what I hope that we do as a church this week. Take this list of stuff every day, just kind of run through it, humble ourselves before God, seek His face, uh, get before Him. Uh, fasting uh, on our face before God. Turn off the TV. Turn off the whatever. Get alone at work. Get in a prayer closet. Find a spot in your house uh, and, and actually just get serious um, and ask God to give us revival. And, uh, and I believe that he can. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but, and, and I hope that everybody gets involved. But I'm going to do my best for me uh, as, a, as a Christian to, to experience that, to be blessed uh, and, uh, and to do these things. Uh, but what if 10 of us did it? What if 50 did? Are you following me? Who knows what God could do at Berean Baptist Church? Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and
and uh, our eyes closed. And